Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Girlish Podcast. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So this is actually the first episode of season two. As most of you probably noticed, we took a break for a while. Um, But now that it's 2020, it's a new year. We're back and we're ready to share a new season of episodes and topics with you guys. Yeah, we were uh, we felt really bad because we did take us some time off, and a lot of you guys were reaching out to us, really concerned. Like, are you guys okay? Which was the sweetest thing. I feel like no one is really upset that we were gone. It was a lot more of people just wanting to know if things were okay with both of us, um, and it was just really sweet to kind of see those responses. I went on an Instagram live yesterday, and a lot of people were like, "You know, how's girlish? Like, are, like what, what's going on with you guys? Is everything okay?" Because a lot of people know, knew that you recently got surgery. Gage got FFS and um, they just wanted to know like about the recovery and things like that. So a lot of people were just really concerned, which is really, really the sweetest. But I think at the end of the day, we just, um, we were both really busy with a lot of new and different things. Like Gage got a new job. I think I was dealing with a lot on my plate because I was working two different jobs. And I think mentally I, I was just going through a lot. And it was kind of hard to like maintain a nice balance because we have a three hour, um, like time difference. And so that can be a little bit tough to navigate around. And then with the holidays coming up, we just kind of lost time. And we just felt like we couldn't really, you know, uh, create an episode for you guys with that time. And we just felt like we needed to take a little bit of time off until the new year and start like a refresh, like a like turning the new page into season two. So we're excited to be doing that you guys today. Yeah, it was just like a busy time. It was the holidays. It was the end of the year. And we had a lot of extra stuff going on, like surgeries, new jobs, personal stuff. So there just like wasn't a lot of time, especially considering the time difference to really sit down and make videos or record topics for you guys. And this podcast is really important to both of us. So the last thing that we wanted to do was like sit down really quick and just bust one out and keep recording over and over again when we weren't really into it or we didn't really have the time to research the topics and really do the best work that we could do. So it was better for us to just wait until we were in a better place, which I think now we both are. And it's a new year, so it was a perfect time to just start over and create a new season. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to jump into this one. I'm excited for the new topics that you know we want to talk about. I want to get more of like engagement with you, like all because I know that um, a lot of people, like, they're so invested into the show. And I think with this break, I kind of saw that. I saw that there's so, like, the, just how um, amazing, like, the fan base is for, for the show. And I really want to get more people involved in it. And I want to have you guys' voice, you know, ask us questions. I want to have you a part of the show. And I think we're trying to, like, you know, I think we might test out some new formats, come some new things that we want to do. And we would also love any recommendations. I think a big thing we I think we're talking about doing was um, kind of doing more like news sources of like things going on in the trans community, more things that were topical with like a, a new story about a trans person or things that might be going on around like the topic of transitioning and stuff. And so we really wanted to talk about one for a really long time. We wanted to talk about the Trisha Paytas one, but we I think we missed the the mark and we just weren't able yeah. to get enough time. It was uh, that was an iconic moment though in YouTube history. Just Trisha Paytas coming out was great. 
Yeah. There's um, was so many like events that happened in the trans community when we were gone. And I'm kind of upset about it. I was yeah. like, why did this not happen when we were looking for things to talk about? And then it all just started happening back to back to back when we weren't filming. I think there is a few things I think we can potentially talk about. And so if you guys have any ideas or specific like certain maybe YouTubers or people that like there's maybe some controversy around or maybe there's some like, I don't know, good things regarding the community or maybe some political things. Just let us know. And uh, just a quick DM would be great and just kind of help us out to try and, you know, make the new episodes uh, just a lot uh, more structured. And so I'm excited to kind of do something like that with uh, Gage in the future. But um, before we go on, I want to say a big thank you to the Patreon supporters. Uh, you guys are incredible. I know we've been gone for a little bit, but we're back. And I just want to say a big thank you to Ali Ali, um, Ellie Rain, Ellie Kim, and Joe Fam, Joe Fan, and Kylie. Um, also, I want to say a big thank you to Ab- Abigail Bowen. Um, who has been like our longest supporter, I think, on the Patreon, I think for four months, uh, they've been supporting us. So thank you so much. Um, and we just genuinely are so happy that uh, we have all these incredible people wanting to listen to us, wanting to support us. And even though we took time off, they're continuously supporting us. And it just means the world to us because we really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody who has donated and everybody who's reached out to us as well. Like you said, just knowing that people are willing to continue to support our Patreon when we're not even releasing episodes and all the people that reached out to us when we were gone. It just, it was really nice to hear that. And I, I know that I feel like our podcast is appreciated by people and that's something that we both wanted from the beginning. So thank you to everyone. We love you all. Yeah, it's really amazing to kind of see the people who like listen to your podcast. And because I, my therapist listens to our podcast, which is really funny. Um, and because I've been going to therapy a lot lately, and my therapist is a trans man. And um, it's just incredible to like um, be able to talk with someone who has been through similar experiences and then who listens to our podcast and then talks, you know, in, like funny, in the session. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about, yeah, it's funny in the session. We'll talk about like things that we talked about on the podcast. Like one day we were talking about like cancel culture and like, it was just, it's like, it's cool. Cause it's like having a conversation with a friend, like someone that you feel like you've known for a long time. And so it is really amazing to see like supporters like that who are like, who, I don't know, when I'm sitting down with my therapist and we're talking about things that affect both of us, I really see the impact that it has on people. And I and I, under, I understand the value of how important like a show like this is. Because I don't think there is that many um, podcasts that are with trans women of color, trans women um, discussing things about gender and stuff. So I think it's so cool that you know, we're obviously doing this. And I'm really happy. Me too. So... Now that we've gotten all of the introductions out of the way, I think we both want to talk about something. If you are a fan of our podcast, you know that we kind of go through phases with like TV shows and stuff like that. And recently, we've found a new obsession. If you want to start talking about it, I'm ready to dive in. I could talk about this show for hours because I think it's the best show that's been ever created on this planet. For sure. <laughs> it's funny because I, I, it's just like our new like 
Love Island obsession, the way that we were just obsessed with Love Island and we talked about it in every episode. I feel like we're going to do that on this podcast. But yeah, we Gage showed me this show called The Circle. It's like a reality TV show on Netflix and it's so fucking good. I'm like obsessed with it. Yeah. it's So basically, it's like a social media competition game. So there's a bunch of people living in, in the same apartment building, but they never see each other. They only communicate through like the circle, which is like basically social media. But the thing is, some people are being themselves and some people are, are being catfishes. And essentially, the point of the game is to be the most popular person and you end up winning $100,000 or something. And I personally feel like this show was meant for me to go on because I was a catfish for 10 years of my life. Like, I feel like I was more, I was a catfish longer than I was my authentic self. So I just feel like I would be so good at like talking to people and also figuring out who the catfish is because there's like a bunch of catfish people that are trying to be somebody they're not. And I feel like I would just clock them in two seconds. And I just feel like the show was meant for me to go on. So. One day you might even see me on the show. We'll see. You should see what like the requirements to apply for the show is. Because it would be so fucking cool if you could actually get on it. Emily yeah. and I were like sitting there um, and we were talking about like, oh, like, you know, like, what if we like, like, what if we, because Emily is obsessed with reality TV and like Big Brother. And so we're like, what if we like get on this show? Like, that's so cool. And the idea of being on that one specifically, because there's no interaction with anyone. It's all like via like online, I guess. And so it's just a cool concept of being on there. And you can just like fake who you are and like, and just to try and, I don't know. It's so, the idea is just insane. And like, I, I'm just obsessed with the, like the concept of, of the show. It feels like, big brother like big brother but like anonymous and like that's just that's so cool and a lot of reality tv shows anytime they play like a game where they're competing against each other or whatever like that it always i don't really like it because it just i think it gives me a lot of like stress and anxiety or whatever but for some reason when i'm sitting and watching them play games in like the circle i get so excited because there's so much drama there's so much tea and like it's it's so cool because it's like everything is just done virtually and no one's communicating at all with each other in person. It's all via online, and I think that's so that's so funny because like if you think about like even you and I's relationship, we have yet to meet each other, and all we have ever interacted with each other has been online. Like yeah, we talk with each other, and we've like Facetime, so we've seen each other's face, but who knows? One of us could be a catfish. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> to be honest, I the thing I like about it the most is that. Like you get kind of a different side of people because usually when you go watch reality TV shows, most people are like the same. Like they're a little bit different, but they're mostly outgoing. They're all good looking, blah, blah, blah. But in this, it's different. Like you get a lot of introverts and people that you usually probably wouldn't see on a reality show because it is so private. Like you literally sit in in an apartment on your own and you communicate through the computer. So like you get a lot of introverts, you get a lot of people that aren't like con- conventionally seen as somebody that you would think would be on a reality show. So it's nice to have like that diversity and see a different perspective of somebody that usually doesn't compete in reality shows. Yeah. And I think they did a really good job this season specifically because it doesn't feel like it's a popularity contest. Like you said, there's a lot yeah, of introverts. No. Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause even like the introverts were like winning, like 
the most loved of the week. Like people were like, just genuinely just really enjoy them. And it's so cool that, you know, these, these people are forced to like communicate and talk with each other, probably people that they wouldn't speak to any other time in any other life. But it's really cool to kind of see ever, all these people interact and how they interact with each other. And yeah, it genuinely, it feels, it's so nice to like watch it because it, it doesn't, it's not overly aggressive. It's not overly dramatic, but like, like it's just a good, easy show to watch. And I absolutely love because they release like four episodes every week or something like that. And I, I love that because it keeps people talking about it. It keeps the, the show like dragging on and people wanting more. And I think that's really cool. And like if people are behind or people are just finding out like after eight episodes, they can just binge it and then know that they're all caught up and in the next week they can watch the rest with more people. And like it's just a really cool concept. I'm absolutely in love with like most of the characters. A lot of them I hate. Most of but, them. But like but most of them are pretty good. And I, I kind of want to talk about like our favorites and why they're our favorites. And if you haven't seen the show, you know, this might be boring, so you can skip ahead. But yeah. I, 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 just, I think I think this is fun and I wanna kind of explain why we think um, you know, these characters are our favorites. So if you haven't seen the show, we might spoil some stuff. So just be aware. But yeah, I, spoilers I'm, ahead potentially if you've not seen it, or if you don't care about the show, then you can just skip forward until we're it's, done. It's fun because like I'm genu- like I think this is like our first time genuinely I think like speaking about it like over like the like the phone quote unquote the phone. But it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to kind of hear your reactions on certain people. But uh, yeah, so I think we should just start and just like name the characters and our thoughts on them. And I think that okay. was fun, kind of okay. little like introduction to what the show is so how do you feel about elena like the the first elena. girl yeah that the, the had um, blonde hair yeah okay so i don't really know i feel like she was gone in point two seconds so i didn't really get to know her but the first thing she did was invite all the girls and it was called like skinny queens or something and i was like i don't know if that was the best idea sweetie to name it skinny queens like yeah, and then give off of like a lot of people were like, "Why is it named Skinny Queens?" Like that's kind of fucked up. So, I feel like that is what ultimately yeah. led to it, her being kicked off. It felt weird because, like, um, yeah, she like presented herself as a model on the show, which like already people already have like an idea of what you are and what you represent. And so when you like make a group chat like that, it kind of is like it's it, it just comes off bad. It's like. It, it comes off like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Especially, I don't know. I just think, yeah, people are a little upset about that. And it's, she just seemed like a catfish right off the bat. Like they even talked about it. Like her, her bio talked about her like being like loving tacos and stuff like that. Yeah, and it that just seems weird. something that like, yeah, right. It seems like something that like a fake person would say. And I just really was like, she's from Texas. When she was like looking through her pictures, it was picture her with like a rifle and it was like a yee type of like, I don't know. It just seemed like, like she just seemed like a catfish. She seemed, um, I don't know. It just, she seemed like a person I just wouldn't like in person. And like, yeah, her making that group chat, I think people were just off put by her. So I, I don't think she was the greatest. No. And I'm um, not sad. I wasn't sad when she got voted off. Neither was I. I think it was really cool because the show started off with so many people of color, so many brown people. And I was shocked because reality TV never has that. Like when you start off a reality TV show and like almost everyone in there is like black or brown, like that never happens. Yeah. 
And so it was really, really cool to just, you know, be able to like have a show that showed representation. And that was like, and it's cool because it's not on like actual TV. So they can cuss, they can swear and like it's not centered. And so it's just really like authentic. And I think a good representation of like what people, who people are out in the world. Yeah. Right. So then the next person is the basketball player, Antonio. Antonio. I honestly never really liked Antonio from the beginning. Like I, I was like, okay, he's he really wants to play the game. So I I give him props for like being trying to be strategic and trying to play ahead. But the fact that like every single other person in the game was like genuinely trying to play it just by connecting with people and like building relationships and he was like so you're stupid. You're just a piece to me in order to win the game. It was kind of like, it made him not likable as everybody else. Yeah. And it was weird. Cause like he had a girlfriend and he said he had a girlfriend and he was going in a single, but he was talking to like this one girl who exactly. was Mercedes who ended up being a catfish. He was talking to this one girl and kept talking to her. And this is a big spoiler, but whenever he, goes home or gets kicked off he goes to see the girl that he was constantly talking to every day and that just seems weird for a person that has a girlfriend why would you want to go see someone that you were like quote-unquote had a fake relation i don't know it was weird i feel like like, he he liked her yeah for sure and i I think he had this idea of who she was going to be and then obviously when he gets in he's like shocked because she's a catfish and it was just really funny but it, it is weird that like he did have a girlfriend and then was like, oh, I'm playing, I'm like playing single because like I want to be able to win. And my girlfriend said, oh, it's okay because I can win, which is fine. But it was like he came off very flirtatious. He was very much being himself. And it wasn't, I don't know, it just, it came off weird. So like yeah. I, I just kind of had a bad vibe about him. So I wasn't sad when he went home Same. at all. All right. The next one is Chris. Chris. <laughs> oh my God. I love Chris. He's amazing. Chris. I felt like at the very beginning, I just knew I was going to like him because I feel like he's like the perfect balance between hilarious, but like not too much to where it's annoying. Like he's extra, like the most extra person in there by far, but it's not to the point where it's like annoying and you're like, dude, like shut the fuck up. So I love him. And he's so sweet to everybody. He's always there when everybody has like something personal to talk about or something that they feel like scared to admit he's always there to like support everybody so i just love him it's really cool because like yeah he is the person that everyone trusts he's the person that everyone goes to for any advice because he's like he's like the friendly gay guy you can talk to and he's just constantly supportive constantly just i don't know like very sweet and caring and i i love chris too i think there's there is like a mysteriousness around him where like I feel like he doesn't really show. I mean, he does show a lot of himself, but I think um, in one of the episodes, um, Shuby <laughs> said something about him that like really struck with me. Where like he doesn't really, I don't. He doesn't really seem necessarily all authentic when he's talking with people. But I, that could just be like just how I'm watching it. And I know a lot of people love Chris, and I love Chris too. I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but I I, I genuinely do think he's like a good person, and I think anyone could talk with him. And have like a good conversation with him. So I and really he provides enjoy. the best commentary. Oh, for sure, his commentary <laughs> is really, really good. I like always laugh because like he knows how he's he's so flirtatious with all the guys, and it's so fun because yeah, like no one's being homophobic about it either. They're all just like yeah, like they're like just I don't. Know, it's so nice. Like the, the community on it, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. 
because you have like this mix of you have this mix of like macho men and like like really masculine men and then you have people like chris who are like obviously like gay and like very feminine and like there's not like this weird like i don't i feel like a lot of times when you see like when you mix men who are overly masculine with gay people there's always this fear of gay people and this homophobia that like is just embedded into who they are but it doesn't and this show doesn't really come across like that everyone seems really genuine and sweet so yeah i think that's cool all right how do you feel about joey sass sasso <laughs> so at the beginning i didn't like joey because he's he's like your stereotypical like macho douchey like go to the gym, go to drink beer, blah, blah, blah. But like as the show went on, I actually have grown to like him. I don't love him, but I don't mind him. Like I enjoy him, I guess you would say, just because he's he's like a really genuine person. He's really loyal. Like he's never gone back on his word and done anything that he said he was not going to do. So he's really loyal. He's a great friend to the people that he's close to. And yeah, I just, I think he's a good person. Yeah, I really, like you said, Joey, right off the bat, he was <laughs> just something that I was like, this is, he's just fucking disgusting. He's like an Italian, like, bro. Like, it's just, it just came off like, like kind of gross. I'm like, oh my God, he's just, he is like Jersey Shore, just like in, whatchamacallit, in this show. And I just kind of like had this really like bad vibe. And obviously he was very flirtatious with the girls. He talked with every girl the same, like always wanted to like hook up with them. And it was just, it's funny because like to just see his character development has been crazy. How people have confided in him and how he responds. His like, he, I don't know, you saw like, I feel like during like really serious times, you saw very real parts of Joey, which is really cool to kind of see how, um, these relationships blossom and how he developed as a person. And um, it's really cool to kind of see him kind of become someone who I was just like really not liking to someone. I'm like, oh, wow, you're, you're a lot better than all these new shitty new people that are coming in. And so I 100% I love Joey and um, still not one of my favorites. He's still working, I think, on it for me. Yeah, he's but- not a favorite, but I don't mind him. I don't mind him. <laughs> okay, now Queen Mercedes. Okay, Mercedes. First of all, like even though she's a catfish, I think I feel like she was like one of the realest people in the house because everybody was like trying to make political answers, which is it's a game. So like you still have to watch out for what you're saying. But she I feel like she never put a filter on. She always said what she had to say. And a lot of the times it came across as really bitchy. It, but like, I thought it was hilarious. I thought she was funny as well. And I think the message behind her being a catfish was kind of sweet in a way. And I love I love her, the time that she spent with Chris after she got eliminated. I thought that was really sweet. And I love their relationship together. And I would say, like, she's not my favorite, but I, I enjoyed her persona. It added a lot of fun to the group, I think. Yeah, Emily and I were talking about it and it's really cool because like she was really the only person that was like everyone's playing like a version of themselves, but all she was doing was like, I guess because she was playing like a straight woman, but she was playing genuinely herself. Like that was who she was and one probably, yeah, the most authentic person on the show. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily the hugest fan of hers, but I, I did really enjoy who she was, like who she is and 
and how she played the game. I think she did a really, really good job of of being like what she needed to be. And at the same time, being completely herself, not trying, like as a catfish, you'd expect them to kind of be almost crazy psycho. But like she was genuinely like just real. And that was really cool to see. Like I really loved her when the show first started. And I was like, this is really exciting. Like, because the show has catfish and a lot of people in the, like, in the circle, they're like, we need to get rid of all the catfish. But to be honest, like you start loving the catfish for the characters and the people they are. You start realizing they're like they're genuine people who deserve to win just as much as any other person. So like it's funny because like the show, you would think that you would hate the catfish, but like you you just start loving them and you you want you support them, you want them to succeed. And you start seeing them almost as their character. Like um, we'll get to the the other catfish um yeah mm. but like <laughs> but like it's it is it's like fun because like you start seeing them as a character we can jump to the, to them if you want to to seaburn slash rebecca uh, okay i hate rebecca <laughs> okay so like we were talking about with mercedes like yeah she was a catfish but the only thing that she was doing differently was using a different picture everything she said her personality was her authentic personality. So I feel like that's why she came across as more likable. Rebecca, aka Seaburn, is so irritating to me. So it's a guy pretending to be a girl, but the pictures that he's using are of his girlfriend. So the thing that bothers me the most about Rebecca is that he tries so hard to talk like a girl and it it just does not sound authentic whatsoever. Like He's like, oh my gosh, I had a date last night. It was so dreamy. My heart is just fluttering out of my chest as XOXO. Like nobody talks like that. And it bothers me that nobody's picked up on the fact that it's so fake. It just pisses me off. Like I hate him. He has, it's it's crazy because like it almost is like he has like this sexist idea of what women are and what they talk about. Yeah. And so it kind of comes off that way. And he's he talks like just such a man. He talks it, like a man. Yeah, you could tell it's a man. Like, I would have clocked her yeah. in two seconds. Yeah, it's so frustrating. And everyone's like, has been suspicious. They're like, oh, yeah, she's like, she's like the shy girl. And it's just, it almost comes off as like, that's how he wants to see his girlfriend, as this like innocent, shy girl. When it's like, like people aren't like that. People aren't this stereotype, like just one stereotype. So it is frustrating to see that. And I, the funniest, I think, part of the whole show was when they were talking about periods oh and their cramps. God. And, like, I was thinking, like, if I was in his situation, what would I have done? But obviously it's hard because I'm a trans woman. And, like, like I, I already identify as a woman who doesn't get periods and stuff like that. But, like, he was so, he was so dumb because he, like, saved himself where he was talking about – he started talking about cramps and saying, like, oh, yeah, they hurt so bad. But then he went and started specifying what he was meaning. And he was like, yeah, I get, they get, I get really bad pains on my left side. <laughs> And everyone was like, what the fuck on your left side? Like, is that your appendix? Are you okay? Like, it was so, oh my God, it was so like cringy and like so funny to like That was really cringy. And he was like, whenever I get cramps, I just like to have something warm in my stomach. And Sammy was like, well, that's weird because most people like something cold. And I was just like, just stop, like stop trying to relate to them. Yeah, it's it just like I think he could have tried and like switch the conversation up, go into a different direction, and I think it would have been better than when he was trying to like I don't know talk. It was just yeah, it came off really bad. So Steve Byrne, I'm not. I think he's funny. I think his character's funny. Like it's he's funny, such a. I don't like. He's him. like 
yeah he's like a very like funny character i think feel like when he's in that room alone he's almost feeling himself as a woman so like i feel like his mannerisms and everything i think since the show started he was seen more masculine as the show got on i think he's starting to feel himself more as like yeah a woman. it's just really funny and i just it's, i just see like him with like his teddy bear it's just hilarious to me <laughs> all right so next we'll do a uh, shoe bomb i love him he's so sweet he's like the stereotypical nerdy guy that's really sweet. The one thing that I don't, I mean, I don't, it's not a dislike, but he's so naive. Like he's, his best friend in the house is Rebecca, AKA Seaburn, which is a catfish. And I feel like he's low key falling in love with her. And I feel so bad because he's always like, oh, these people are so genuine. And no, oh, I, I love my friends and stuff. And I'm just like, half of the people that, you're aligned with our catfishes and I just feel bad because he's just so sweet and so nice. And I feel like he's probably one of the most liked people in the house since he's won three times. So yeah, I think he's sweet, but he's very naive. Yeah. Shuby is like my favorite, like one of the, my favorites. Like I do get a little annoyed when he's like, I hate social media. I hate like what it represents, but he's like, getting so excited when he becomes influencer <laughs> like he yeah. gets so excited when he's like he was like these people are so genuine and it's like you you say you hate social media but this is social media that you're doing like what you're obsessed with right now what you really enjoy how naive you're being yeah that's like social media and like it's, it's just really funny that he does that but like he genuinely is like the sweetest like person i think everyone is in love like loves him and just really cares about him but yeah that rebecca he's like in love with rebecca He's in love with like her and like it's just so sad because like I keep joking with my girlfriend. I'm like when the show ends, he's going to kill himself because like <laughs> how is he going to how is he going to get through the idea knowing that he was like talking and flirting and like being in love with this just man who wasn't <laughs> what he thought it was. And I just think that's so funny. <laughs> it's kind of like what you were doing on those. Years. Oh, my God. That, I was literally about to say that's literally everybody that I ever spoken to. Oh but they God. never figured it out. That's yeah. See, so you have a one up on Shuby. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on to Shuby. I mean, we'll do these a lot faster. I think we just. I just wanted to focus on the main ones that first came in, mm-hmm. but uh, Sammy is like the last main person that was in the show. Sammy Queen. Sammy That's is it. the queen. queen. Yeah, the best one. Just the best one. Iconic yeah, yeah. and everything she stands for, everything she does, just always has knows the right things to say. Everyone loves her. She's still she's like one of the favorites to everyone. She's the queen. She's the best. Queen. That's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can just end it there. I think she's just the yeah, best. I think you, you should watch the show and just understand why she's the queen. All right. <laughs> so we can move on to like the, the other ones really quick. We can like talk about Miranda and um yeah, let's do Miranda and Alex slash Adam. Miranda, really sweet. I'm sad that she got kicked off over Adam, which I will talk about for sure. I think the main issue is that she just didn't get to talk to that many people or didn't take the initiative to message more people and make more connections. But other than that, I thought she was really sweet and really genuine. She was also really flirtatious. Like, Oh, yeah, that might have been yeah. She was weird where she would she would talk about um she would like flirt with the girls and then ask them what their sexuality were and then they would be like, Oh yeah, like like Sammy was like, Yeah, like I'm into anyone and then she was like, Oh, well I'm mostly into guys. 
And then Sammy was like, "What? That was fucking weird for you to come in flirting with us, then to just turn that around and then lie." It just she, Sam, Sammy felt like she was not genuine right off the bat, and I think that's what made me just really like question her. And I was like, "Yeah, that was weird that she did that." And then Adam is the fucking worst character. I want him off the show like I right now. I am. He is. He's catfishing as like this stereotypical LA guy who is like goes to the beach, goes surfing, goes to the gym, and blah blah blah. But the thing about Adam is that he cannot encapsulate the essence of his character. He can't talk like him. He doesn't have any of his mannerisms. So that's why it bothers me because like he pretends to be like this douchey like womanizer guy but cannot like back it up when he's talking to people and it's so cringy listening to him thinking about what to say and then the thing that he does say is like so bad uh, i just don't like him yeah if you haven't watched the show think of all the like antagonists all the serial killers in american horror story and that's who alex is <laughs> like he's that fucking psycho that is like he it seems like he has split personality the entire and like no shade to people who actually have that but like he's fucking crazy like he genuinely like walks around he's like no i need i need to be adam i need to not be me i'm being too much me and like it's just it's annoying and like yeah no one yeah he's just he's trying to be this douchey person but like yeah he doesn't come off as like a sexy douchey person like womanizer he comes off as like a douchebag that no one likes and yeah, yeah it does upset me that they kept him above miranda that's the, what the heck yeah that made me okay. really mad okay so next is bill and sean bill i actually like bill i feel like bill is who adam is trying to be like For i feel sure. like I feel like he is everything that he wants to be, but he's not. And and I think he knows that because everyone pretty much likes Bill and he's like getting jealous that Bill is becoming friends with people that he wants to be friends with. So I like Bill. Sean, I don't mind Sean. Um, She's also a catfish, but I feel like it's kind of similar to Mercedes situation where, yes, she's using a different picture, but her, her personality seems genuine and I think she's actually being herself. And she actually... It, this week it ended on a cliffhanger and she's actually revealing to the girls that she is not who her picture is. So that's fun. Yeah. Exciting. It's, I love the relationship that she's, um, Sean is gaining with um, Chris. Yeah. And it's really, it's really, really cool to know that she like found a friend in there and like really wanted. So like, yeah, she's telling everyone she's a catfish to all the girls and Chris. Cause Chris is essentially a Chris is one of the girls. <laughs> yeah, of course. And Bill, I love Bill. Like you said, when he first came in the show, I was like, isn't that the guy in Adam's pictures? Because like, they, yeah. look, they look identical. And then he, they even joked about it. He was like, that looks like me. But um, Bill is like really, I really like him. I think he's like genuine. I think he he knows who he is, which is what you need to be able to do if you go into that show. You need to know who you are as a person and know how to like just be yourself. So I, I love Bill. Um, Sean, yeah, I think Sean's okay for the most part. Like, I haven't really, she hasn't been on the show long enough for me to really, you know, have an opinion like on her. But last is Ed Eason and Tammy Eason. So it's this uh, mother and son duo who they're both doing it together. They're in one room together and they're playing as the son. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't really know, to be honest. I He's like douchey, but like, okay she's just 
annoying. Like he said, he brought his mom on the show because she'll help him like filter out what to say and like how to talk to girls or whatever. But everything that comes out of her mouth is stupid. And I'm like, why why are you here if you're not even going to give him good advice? Plus she calls emojis emojos and it bothers me. It's so fucking – I hate both of them. Like I genuinely dislike them because she's in the house just for no reason because he's answering everything on his yeah, own Yeah, and every time she says something, he's like, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm like, okay, then why would you bring her? Yeah, genuinely. There's like no discussion on like how to like communicate because she talks like a fucking boomer and like it just doesn't <laughs> make sense. Yeah, like how would – how would, why would why would you bring it? It just seems like an unfair advantage because now he's not alone in this room and everyone else says, and like she's not really talking for him, so it doesn't like I don't know. I it can't. doesn't really add anything. I'm to literally it. dying over the fact that you said she talks like a boomer. She does like a fucking emojos. I was so like that's what my mom says. That's literally what my mom says. It's it was an, it's just annoying. Like it's an annoying duo. It doesn't make any sense. All it does is give him an unfair advantage because now he has his mommy with him. And I just I think it's stupid. Is that everybody? Yeah, that's everyone. We oh went my God, to everyone. Analyze the entire cast of the circle on our yeah. podcast. That's not even about the circle. <laughs> I think it was important. I think that we we should do it. Um I mean, that's kind of been our latest obsession, what we've been doing a lot lately. So I think it's it's good. And if you guys haven't, please go watch it. And I'm sorry if you don't have any interest in it. I just think it's just a fun thing to kind of could talk about, especially because we haven't really talked about it in person or like, you know, communicating over voice yet. So yeah. I think this was really fun. But to kind of move away from this topic, I'm sorry to those who are skipping because they didn't want any spoilers, but to move away from that topic, I think it's to be cool to kind of like talk about um, like what we've been up to like recently, just because like you had surgery and I'm sure a lot of people want to know about like how your recovery is and stuff like that. So um, is there any like thing that happened recently, like with your recovery or like how's, how has all that been going for you? Um, it's been going good. I feel like I'm healed. I I can feel my forehead, so that's nice. It's nice to have that feeling. <laughs> um, I can. I'm starting to feel the top of my head again, which I haven't felt in a long time. So, like, whenever I have an itch, I feel like I have an itch I can't scratch, and I just scratch forever, and it doesn't do anything. So that's annoying. There's like this one spot above my right eyebrow. Whenever I touch it, like my whole head gets tingly, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just really strange. Um, other than that, I feel like I've healed all the way. I did get hair transplants on certain parts of my hairline, and those are finally starting to grow in again. So that's exciting. Um, I'm still like self-conscious about it because it, it kind of looks weird because I have long hair and then like in those one spots, my hair is really short. So I still cover it until it, it'll grow out all the way, but I'm happy it's starting to grow back. I feel normal. I don't feel like I'm suffering from any side effects from the surgery. So for the most part, I feel like I am healed all the way. I just have to wait for the next few months for my hair to start growing back normally. And then my hairline will be beautiful. Yeah, that's really I'm, – I'm really happy that you actually got your first like affirming surgery and like it's just cool because we always talk about it. And I feel like we've talked about it for years, like everything that we want, everything that we want to do. And then to finally it happen and like you actually get something's really, really cool. 
And the fact that you got it paid for through insurance is really fucking cool too. And it's, it shows, it goes to show that like the world's changing and like, you know, there's be, there's becoming more of a, like a chance for, you know, trans women to get surgeries and not going like crazy in debt. So it's really exciting and it makes me excited because now like I want a million surgeries. Yeah, I will say there was a point recently where I got like really bad dysphoria for like a week. And that just kind of goes to show you, even if you get surgery, it's something that's going to keep coming back. And it's sad, but I'm not going to lie and say like, oh, just because I got facial surgery, that means that all of my problems went away. That's not true. I definitely feel better, but I still get dysphoria and it sucks. But that's just the truth and the reality of the situation. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Like it, I know that it, a lot of people say that or they'll... I've heard that like there's a lot of like, especially like after like bottom surgery and stuff like that, a lot of trans women will go through like this like depressive episode just because like I'm sure when it comes to healing and when it comes to, you know, recovery and how long it takes going through surgeries, a lot of times it can just be unbearable or sometimes you just get so upset because you're like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't I shouldn't have done it. And I know a lot of people go through that like internal battle after surgery of like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? I'm in so much pain. Why did I do this? And in the moment, sometimes, especially when you're going through everything, it could probably not feel worth it. But I'm sure that like, um, you know, I definitely, I think it's important, especially if you want it to get surgery. And I, yeah, it makes me excited to kind of want to get it. I've been thinking of getting breast augmentation which has been like a big deal for me because like I it's like I because I feel like it's the cheapest and most reasonable for me to get but I I can't justify getting it because I still don't have enough money for it but I think it'd be so cool to get and I think there's a few surgeons in Florida that I think were pretty cool that I've been doing research I was going to schedule my bottom surgery uh this the past few weeks but doing research I found out the surgeon I was going to initially go to got fired from his position. Uh, he got he technically resigned, but he was going to he resigned cuz he was going to get fired because he was leaking or he was showing people's photos on his Instagram of like like trans women and other patients that didn't give him consent to do that. Putting on his Instagram and writing about certain things. He That's was insane. Yeah, he was showing like these like awful like graphics of like micro penises or something and then having like hashtagging like these like Asian stereotypical um, oh awful like like yeah these Asian stereotypes he was like hashtagging it being just extreme extremely racist and like there was just a bunch of awful things if you're interested in like looking into that um, there is like there's a you can just type in Dr. like Salgado from Miami if you look, type in like Salgado Instagram, there's like this Reddit post that shows like all of the ones that were deleted because he deleted his account. But like, it's insane to like see all of like all that he posted, all these horrible things that he did. And I almost got surgery with him. And so it just goes to show like, do your research. If you have a gut feeling about someone, go with that gut feeling. Because whenever I first met him, because I, I saw him at, for a consultation, I went in there wanting a, a bottom surgery. And then when I was sitting in that room, he was like, oh, have you thought about getting face, like uh, like facial feminization surgery? Have you got thought about getting a breast augmentation? And then I was like, no, I don't really want that right now. Like I, I like 
sure I'd want it someday, but right now I just can't afford it. I don't want it. And then him just being like, no, your insurance will pay for it. We'll make sure your insurance pay for it. Here's what's wrong with your face. This, this, this is wrong with your face. Um, take off your shirt, go take a picture of your breast. And when you come back and see me next, those are going to be changed. And just like going off and saying he was going to do all three surgeries in one day. And like, it just, I was so like, just disgusted by like how he treated me. And like, it was, it just, it seemed really weird. And he seemed really creepy and I just was not uh, a fan. So he's like the only one that took my insurance in Florida. And now he doesn't work for the University of Miami anymore. And they haven't replaced him with anyone else. So now there's really no places in Florida that does bottom surgery that will take my insurance. So it, it is frustrating to kind of like try and find that. And so I know a lot of people struggle with that too, like finding surgeons that take their insurance because you don't want to spend your money. You don't want to have to continuously spend money um, for surgery that you feel like you shouldn't have to pay for. You should just, um, you know, it should just be something that's easy to access because you need it. And it's like something to help with the dysphoria. So it is crazy. Yeah. I feel like you definitely dodged a bullet though. Like, even though it's frustrating probably to find somebody else, I think the fact that you didn't have somebody like that, a doctor like that operate on you was, is beneficial because I don't know. I feel like I would feel so weird about it if he did surgery on me and then I found out all those things. Yeah. I'm really happy that like I didn't actually get surgery with him. I feel like it was almost like a sign from the universe that like I wasn't, so I wasn't meant to get, um, the surgery from him. So it was really comforting knowing like that, you know, that happened. So I'm really happy about that. What a weirdo. Genuinely. What a fucking, like, like, fucking weird. I like, I hate it. I hate like uh, Florida fucking sucks. Like I've already told myself if I get surgery, I'm going to a surgeon that um, I have a friend who um, is also a YouTuber and I want to give them a shout out because they're really great. Their name is Stacy. And they have informed me so much about the process of getting bottom surgery. And they talk and give so much praise to their surgeon. So if you're interested, just YouTube Stacy Fatemi. I think that's her last name. And yeah, they're like really, really great. But anyways, moving on from this topic, I think it'd be fun. We wrote it down to kind of talk about what we got for Christmas this year, maybe wrap it up with some New Year's resolutions and just kind of like quickly go through that. I know we talked a lot about this, the circle. We just fucking love the circle. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's worth talking for so long about because it's so good. But yeah, I think it's cool to kind of like discuss like what our Christmas like list was and like what do we got and like, and just stuff like that. So yeah. Um, what did I get for Christmas? So I had to think about it too. Okay. So I did get a pair of shoes. So if you don't know, my boyfriend is like really big on sneakers. And there's this pair of Jordans that I've wanted for a long time that are purple because purple is my favorite color. And he ended up getting me those shoes for Christmas. And I was kind of shook because they're really expensive. Um, but then I realized that I fit into like youth sizes for Jordans. So we bought like a, a boy's seven or something. And it was significantly cheaper um, just because I luckily for some strange reason i'm able to fit into like kids shoes so that was really fun i love those shoes they're probably my favorite pair of shoes that i have right now um he also got me this like conditioner and shampoo from this like instagram girl that has the best hair on the planet 
So hopefully my hair ends up looking like her after I use her shampoo for a while because I just feel like my hair has been like really frizzy and ugly lately. So I needed something to to just rejuvenate it and put some life back into it. Um, What else did I get? Oh, I also got some Funko Pops. If you don't know, I collect Funko Pops. I have like over 50 of them. Yeah, she has a crazy collection <laughs> of them. So I got a few of those, which was fun. I got some candles. I got some socks. I got some money. We got a new bedspread from Russell's parents. We got a weighted blanket, which is like amazing. I slept with it last night for the first time. And it's weird because I woke up sweating, but I was cold. Like I, I was sweating because of how heavy it was, but it, it didn't provide me any warmth throughout the night, which is fucking weird. So I don't know if I'm really that into it. Um, I got another blanket that has like a hood on it. So it's like a little snucky, which I wear all the time around the house. That's so weird. Like I'm so excited about things like blankets and a weighted blanket and stuff that you usually wouldn't be excited for for Christmas. I feel like that that just means I'm an adult now and I'm not excited for like toys or video games or money or clothes or anything like that. It's like the blankets is what gets to me. No, like seriously me too. Cause like I got so many blankets for Christmas. Uh, my girlfriend's grandmother, she got me like this like cozy blanket. And at first I was like, Oh great. More blankets. Cause we have so many. Cause everyone like we had, we got a blanket from, or we had, we had like a, uh, friend exchange where we like exchange gifts with their friends and they got us a blanket and then we got another ones for her from her grandmother um but also her my girlfriend's grandma got me uh these like slippers like house slippers and it's funny because they're like full like boots they're like they look like cowboy boots and like i think she got them from like a ross or something i think that's what the bag that it was in but like oh they're so cozy and like they're so fun and comfy so, like, it's fun to know that, like, I get excited over things that, like, help with comfort rather than, like, toys or, like, gadgets and gadgets. Because like, as a kid, obviously, you want, like, the, the new toy, like, the new Barbie or whatever. But, um, like, for us, like, uh, yeah, I think when you get older, you start realizing the value of, like, just coziness and comfort and, like, things that, like, will help you be more productive in the day. And so it is really, it's really fun. I also got, we got a bunch of Tupperware and I was so excited for Tupperware. I don't know why, but like I was over the moon that we had that. So that just goes to show you that's what happens when you grow up, people. You get excited over plastic Tupperware. That's so funny. I'm trying to think of like, is there anything else? I told, I told my girlfriend that like we should have, because her, her mom and parents like spent a lot of money on like both of us. And I'm like, you know what? We should have just said, you know, get us joint gifts and just get us new pots and pans because we have no pots and pans. Yes. And like, I just thought that would have been so good. But I, we didn't really say what we, I don't know, this year, like we, I think just kind of like let them decide what we needed. Um, and for the most part, I, I mean, I had a really good uh, Christmas. I got a few new books. My girlfriend got me some books because I've been reading a lot lately. I've been just obsessed with reading. Um, I recently read a book called The Invisible Man, and it's like an older one by H.G. Wells. And oh my God, so good. Probably my favorite book I've ever read. It just has a really, I don't know, the, the, the writing in it, it's incredible. So I got a few more books. They're, these books are more like modern uh, style books, and they're just, they're so nice. And they're and like, I'm excited to like 
read it. I started reading one and one of them is going to be turned into a movie. So I'm excited about it. Um, also, I got some makeup because I, I told them, I was like, if you get me anything, just maybe get me makeup. Like, I don't I don't want anyone getting me anything. But if you do or you want to, get me makeup. And so I specifically asked for Glossier because Gage, like, completely just, like, was telling me, get it, get it, get it, get Glossier. That's so bad. Yeah. And I know. And, like, I got, like, a concealer and I got the lid star. And oh my god, it's so fucking good. Like I, I, I just enjoy it. The lid star is to die for. Like I, I wear it every day. It's so easy to put on. The concealer is really easy to put on too. And I just, I really enjoy it. Just how it looks on my skin. It just like blends really nice. And and it's just cool because like specifically with a concealer, um, it kind of like blends in with your skin tone. Even though like there's not a lot of shades, and I wish there were more shades. It kind of it, it's really easy to blend into your skin and your skin tone and it really helps with like coverage and so I really enjoy the concealer um but the lid star I think is my favorite I also got some like Kat Von D um I got the tattoo liner because mine ran out and I was devastated um and I also got the Kat Von D setting powder I'm gonna cough <laughs> but, I, um, I used to use the Kat Von D liner. I think I tried it once. I liked it. It was easy after, to use because my wings were always fucked up. So luckily I don't yeah. anymore. At first it's really wet, which I kind of hate about it. But then it definitely it dries out a little bit better. And then it's just I like how thin it is. And it, it's so easy to like make a wing. I'm not the greatest at it, but I definitely have a lot of fun like using it. And I, I love and I have like wing aligner on my eyes and I have pretty, I would say I would, ha- I have longer eyes. My, I have hooded eyes too. So okay. like, it is like, sorry if you heard my cats yelling. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> it's cute though, but they're just, but I love, <laughs> they seemed in pain. <laughs> She's just a drama queen. Like she'll literally, she'll bully him all day. And then the second he fights back, she'll scream. So, oh my God, what a drama queen. That's so funny. Oh, I love cats so much. I can't wait to meet them. I know. But along with the, the cat Bundy, I also got my girlfriend. I have like a really like my favorite artist on on uh, Instagram. He is a tattoo artist and he always posts his art. He does a lot of stick and poke, like pretty like abstract, like really interesting artwork. And I'm in love with him. And like he was selling prints for the holidays and he sold the print and my girlfriend got me a print from him. So I was like really emotional about it. But it didn't come in time during Christmas and it has yet to still arrive. Oh no. So yeah. So my girlfriend messaged him and was like, Hey, like, why haven't we got like it hasn't came in yet? Like is did you send it to the right address? Do you have any shipping information? And he's like, Oh no, like I, I just like he I he said he did send it and he goes, Well, like just wait a little bit longer and if it still doesn't show up, well I'll print out a new one and send it to you. So we'll see. I'm like really sad because I really wanted it. Um, but who knows? Uh, my girlfriend also got me some underwear, which I every year it's just tradition. She gets me Victoria's Secret underwear. But this time she found ones. Um, it was She was able to get a lot for a good price at American Eagle. And they fit really comfy and they're cozy and I enjoy them. And she also got me some new shoes because my running shoes were all torn up because I run all the time and I've had them for like a year and a half, two years already. So she got me some new running shoes, which is nice. And so, yeah, it was a really good like Christmas and very, 
I'm excited because I got makeup. That's what I wanted. I got books and it's just really, really fun. Yay. I mean, it's kind of hard because I've ordered stuff from artists too and you want to support them because like they do this all on their own, but it is kind of frustrating when it takes so long, but I'm sure it'll show up soon. Yeah, we were worried. I was like, I hope that he wasn't like scamming people or like scamming you because she sent it through PayPal and like it, I just it was really worried. I was just really worried. I, I mean, although I trust him because I like he seems like a really nice person. Like I follow him on Instagram. He has a pretty big following. And I was like, I mean, I think for the most part, like I think I don't I, I trust that he's going to like actually like, you know, go by his word and send the, the RPs. And, um, but I, I think, it, I mean, it hasn't come yet. So I think we're going to message him and say, Hey, is there any way that you can reprint it? Cause yeah, we haven't gotten it yet. Um, and hopefully he will. Um, I think he will, but yeah, so that's kind of like my Christmas. I got a few more other things like Emily's mom got me like, um, like some clothing, like she got me new leggings, which I always need. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of stuff like that. So I had a really good Christmas, I think, for the most part, considering I don't really spend it with my family anymore. I spend it with my girlfriend's family. Um, it's just, it, yeah, it's, it, it can be really emotional, but it also is really nice because I'm, I mean, I'm with people that care about me. Yeah, that's, it's kind of hard for me too during the holidays because I don't get to see my family. I spend it with Russell's family. So it kind of sucks, but it's nice to have some, some form of like family with you. Yeah, it's definitely better than like being alone or something like that. Yeah. All right. And I think last I wanted to, before like we end this, I just wanted to kind of go in and like ask you about any New Year's resolutions. Like what ha- what's like, are there any things that you want for this new year? Anything that you really, you know, want to take with you? Uh, yeah. So I have a few. One of them is to remember to take my hormones on time and take them every morning and every night because I've been slacking recently. So take my hormones. The second is to eat healthier. I actually started meal prepping, which is like an interesting experience. Um, It saves a lot of money. Like you spend a lot of money one day, but then you don't have to go to the grocery store for the rest of the week. So I guess you're saving money because I usually would go every day to make dinner. So I have that going on. So I want to eat healthier. And I also want to start working out. I want to do yoga. I want to be more active. And this has been something that I've been trying to do forever because I'm, I feel like my biggest insecurity is my body. And I feel like a lot of my insecurities surrounding my body would go away if I was able to gain weight and build muscle and just be healthier. So yeah, that's my plan for this year. Oh, and yeah. also I need to plan, even though I'm not, I might not get them this year, I'm planning my breast augmentation and my bottom surgery just because I want to have it planned and set for the future. Yeah, that's like a, that's a really good, like, like, I don't know, set of things. And I, I just, I love New Year's resolutions. A lot of, a lot of people hate them because like they hate like the idea of like, I don't know. I just, I think it's good because it's like, it feels like a fresh start and I, and I, and I, always come into the new year with that feeling. And every year I always write like my new year's resolutions for 2020. And, um, but I know a lot of people are very like iffy about it or like very against it. I think it's fun. And um, yeah, I have a few too. As you, like I, I want to plan or figure out at least like, is there any way that I can get surgery with 
like my insurance or maybe I can do like an out of state type of thing um, or out of network type of thing because I really, really need it. I really like, I don't know. I just, I feel like surgery is just something that I I absolutely want extremely bad right now in my life. Um, And I'm just tired of waiting. I feel like I've kind of plateaued in my transition, which kind of sucks. um, And it feels really stressful. I definitely told myself for my new year's resolution that I didn't want to put anything regarding weight into it because I feel like a lot of times during like my last new year's resolutions for 2019, I said that I wanted to lose 19 pounds, which I, or not, not, I said I wanted to lose 30 pounds. Sorry. I don't know where 19 came from. I wanted to lose 30 pounds and um, I didn't do that and it was like really, and it hurt me really bad this year. I, I lost like 15 to 20 pounds, but like, it's still like, it was, it really hurt me to kind of, um, to just, I don't know, read like, you know, something that I was insecure about and not accomplishing that. And I'm really, I'm really hard on myself when it comes to my weight, when it comes to eating and I do really awful things. And so I think this year I really wanted to focus more on self-care, more of like taking care of myself, listening to my body's needs. I definitely want to continue working out for sure. I work out um, every other day. I used to do every day where I was running like a bunch every day, but then I kind of made it every other day because my shins were killing me. But I'm trying to like not be as stressful or hard on myself when it comes to like going to the gym, working out, like, like trying to lose weight because all I, that that makes me do is treat my body awful. And I think if I were to focus less on my weight, I think I'd lose more weight in that sense. I do intermittent fasting and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, hopefully continue that and hopefully I can you know be successful in that. Um, at my news resolution, I also want to continue going to therapy because it's been doing me good recently and I enjoy going to therapy. I really want to have a good sleep schedule. I want to be able to go to bed early, wake up early. Um, I think it'd be good to start reading a lot more, um, continue going to school, doing really great in school because I started my semester this past um, this past year. Or this, yeah, since the beginning of the year, I started the semester and um, I'm really excited about it and I want to do really good. So hopefully I can focus on that. I want to upload on YouTube more consistently. I think that's a big one for me because I have so many ideas. I have so many plans. I just can never commit to them because I work at as an editor at my current job and to come home and edit is so gross to me. Like I just, I don't want to do it. Um, I put travel on my New Year's resolutions or my New Year's goals because like it's just really exciting to like go and travel. My girlfriend and I are going to LA um, in the beginning of February and then we're going at the end of February, we're going to Seattle. So I was like, well, if we're already going to two places, might as well keep doing it and like having like a year of travel. And then also, um, I want to make sure that we focus on girlish as much as possible. I want it to grow. And I just think that like the best thing for us, I think would be if girlish blew up and I think it'd be really incredible if we had this podcast that became successful. So if you guys can have, or haven't already have any trans friends or any cis friends, please share our podcast and share with everyone that you know, and help us grow. We definitely want this show to grow as much as it can. Yeah. I agree. And for the first time, we will be meeting each other. So maybe look out for a YouTube video or and a, a joint podcast because we said we we're going to film an episode together and we we're going to be high. So, oh my God. We'll have to do that. It That'd might. Be so, fun. It, so, yeah. 
keep a lookout for that. We have to put it like on our YouTube channel too. Yeah, yeah. It would be hilarious to see the video component to that. Because- oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I can't wait. But with that being said, I think this is or this will wrap up the podcast and I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited to continuously, you know, um, make videos for you guys and I make podcasts for you guys. And yeah, I'm just really, really excited. If you haven't already, you can support us on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash girlish podcast. And you can also um, follow us on Instagram, which would be really great, which is instagram.com slash girlish podcast. Or if you look us up on Instagram, it's at Growish Podcast. So yeah, thank you guys for listening, listening to us talk about the circle for an hour straight. <laughs> Sorry. And, yeah, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.